Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, Lord Jesus, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today we celebrate the commissioning of our new Stephen ministers. Through them, our Stephen ministry program, our congregation, our community will be blessed by these faithful as we are blessed by each one of their gifts and discover a new level of caregiving. Through the guidance of their Stephen leaders, through supervision, our Stephen ministers bring compassion. They bring the support of Jesus himself to those in the middle of life transitions, those in times of pain or grief, trusting always that Jesus is the one who will bring the cure as they walk alongside. In the Old Testament, a person was set aside for a special ministry and they were ordained to a specific role in their service for God. And the word ordained, when literally translated from the Hebrew, means fill their hand. So God granted an individual a role in the life of the people after training, after prayers of blessing, after a commissioning, and that person came away with a unique role to utilize the gifts they have, and it filled their hands, their time, their hearts. Call it the divine touch vertex in our passage today. Our turning point moment is when Jesus touches a man with leprosy and everything in his life totally changes. The man who had been separated from his family, his community, he wasn't welcome at temple to worship. He didn't have any friends by his disease. He was considered unclean. He was made an outcast because of the wasting away of his body. And now Jesus touches him, heals him, and he's made whole physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and he is invited back into the society that once deemed him outcast. So I like to think of it as he was outcast before Jesus healed him, and then he became cast in. From sickness to health, from unclean to clean, from brokenness to wholeness, by the power of Jesus' loving touch. John Merrick died in London in 1890 at the age of 26, and he was known as the Elephant Man. He suffered from neurofibromatosis. There were nose extended from his head, a large bone protruded from his mouth, and from his back hung added flesh that covered deformed skin. And then he had a hip disease that left him permanently lame. He was unable to walk without the aid of a stick. Well, Frederick Treves was a senior surgeon and lecturer at the prestigious London Hospital. And when Treves found John Merrick, he was being used as a circus freak because of the scorn and laughter of those who would mock him at show after show under the big circus tent. John had almost completely withdrawn into himself. And when he wasn't on display in the sideshow, he wore a sack over his head like a mask to mask his looks. 
Well, when John was 22 years old, Dr. Treves, seeing him at the circus, he changed his life. He brought him into his hospital. He made him a permanent resident. He supplied him with a bed and a sitting room, a bathroom, and he proved to be one of the two most important events in John's life. All he could say to the doctor in a tone of amazement were these words, it's my home, it's my home. The other transformation in John's life occurred when a young lady entered his room and she wished him good morning and shook his hand and he sobbed uncontrollably. Apart from his mother, she was the first woman who had ever smiled at him, ever touched his hand. And from then on, he lost his shyness. He loved to see the door open and the world enter in every day. And at long last, he found this to be a place of acceptance, where being what the world defined him as ugly and strange didn't matter anymore. The hospital staff was amazed to discover that John was highly intelligent, sensitive, imaginative, and he knew his Bible and he prayed every day. Time and again, John told Dr. Treves, I am happy every hour of the day. Imagine someone who simply took the time to care for him, changed his life. A single individual Christian living out their call to follow Jesus looked past John's appearance and saw a suffering child of God. John had always been an untouchable until the day his hand was touched, and through it he found himself included in the community and a society that had once he hid from. And it wasn't rocket science, only true human concern and genuine touch had done all of that for him. And so when we see Jesus, with a man called a leper. Mercifully, Jesus looks upon him. He reaches out his hand and he touches him. Jesus touches a man with leprosy. Everyone in the crowd was absolutely shocked because for first century Judaism, this passage sheds light on two enormous problems. First, a man was considered unclean was supposed to stay away from those who were healthy. And second, whoever touched him immediately became ritually unclean and would never be allowed to enter the temple again. Imagine Jesus kicked out of the temple. And it was common knowledge that the priests guarded the temple and they were given the authority to open the door or close the door, to figure out who they let in and who they kicked out. And it was a means to separating the ritually clean from the unclean. In contrast, Jesus brings people back to God. One another, with the touch of his hand, he brings them into community. And one can never contain the love of God or its power to transform lives, communities, the world. Jesus expressed his own willingness to cure the man with the skin disease, Stephen ministers demonstrate their willingness to serve by attending a 50-hour training course and commit themselves from every month that follows to two Sunday afternoons a month 
receiving ongoing training, instruction, guidance. Under the leadership of RGP's Stephen Ministry Director Lorraine Paffenroth and our Stephen leaders. So Jesus' style is to touch people, no matter what their condition, no matter what others think. And the Gospel of Matthew summarizes Jesus' ministry in this one little verse. He took up our infirmities and he cured our diseases. The Gospel records Jesus touching Peter's sick mother-in-law, a dead girl, a deaf man, a demon-possessed boy, a blind man. And then also, this is the only gospel where we see Jesus scooping up little children into his lap and blessing them. Jesus is a hand-on Messiah. It's his habit to touch people physically, and in doing so, he changes their lives with his hands and his healing and his love, grace, and mercy. So this morning, we'll commission our Stephen ministers who feel called to serve others through their deep concern and compassion for those in grief, perhaps stressed, experiencing a hardship or just a life change, an illness. We rejoice in advance. For all of the Stephen ministers who will come after them, even on this, their first day, that already God is at work in their lives, offering a way to serve with the gifts that he has given them. Is Jesus calling you to minister to others in need? And it doesn't have to be to a formal role like a Stephen minister, just in your own life. Because we believe that Jesus has been nudging all of us every day to reach out, perhaps even smile, lend a hand, send a text, a quick email, come over with a dish that you've made. Jesus calls us to love with great compassion. He gives us what we need. And today, perhaps along with these Stephen ministers, we commission all of us right along with them to do the work of compassion, to be the hands of Jesus. What an amazing gift that we are given an opportunity to be a part of people's lives, not just family, not just our friends, but in a community like the church. And even more so when we walk out these doors and go to work and school, when we interact with people, even strangers as we're out and about to share the living kindness and compassion of being present for people, however short or long they are before us. And each one of us is called to take Jesus as our example. Our hands are to be dedicated to his service. All of us are ministers for Jesus. This special service into which our Stephen ministers enter affects us all because everywhere around you, People are looking for your touch. People who perhaps, like John Merrick, have suffered all their lives and long to be set free by someone giving them a few hours, your hours, to spend with them. Or by the touch of your hand on their arm, shaking their hand. Being the hands of Jesus in the world is our ministry and it's our purpose. 
Once we lived out our call to follow Jesus, it has the power to change lives, including our own, especially our own. You know, we never tire, too, of hearing stories like John Merrick. They inspire us. They teach us the power of love. It bursts to life sometimes for us when we're perhaps at a crossroads. And Lord knows we like to go to movies about the underdogs. And here's two classics, Forrest Gump, the scene where he's being chased by those rotten bullies. And what is Jenny shouting to him? Run, Forrest, run. And in his running, he breaks free from the metal leg braces and he's no longer physically crippled. Or how about at the end of the movie Shrek, the heroine is an ogre and whose love for Shaq, it didn't, doesn't transform her into a beautiful princess. No, she turns into a church. And then that great song comes on, now I'm a believer. How amazing, never forget that it's not only in the movies where the unthinkable happens. Open your Bible. Take a look at Jesus, who seems to take on the unthinkable from town to town with whomever he encounters in his travels. Jesus' ministry is to reclaim the world for God, to hold on to the world for God's sake by reaching out to the untouchable, including the unacceptable, and loving the despised, because each one is God's dear child, full of potential that God has given. And that person, it's us, it's you, it's me. Jesus loves us. He touches our lives in ways we couldn't dare imagine. My goodness, how blessed are we. So interesting too, that when Jesus healed the leper, he not only attacked the disease, he attacked the social division that was caused by his illness. And when he touched this untouchable man and set him free from suffering, doing so, Jesus himself became ritually unclean. And while before the healing, the leper could not enter into towns, it is now Jesus who cannot. And while the man could proclaim freely, about what Jesus had done, Jesus could not go out openly. And it's the price Jesus paid to heal the man. But that's Jesus paying the price to heal us. And Jesus has offered our hands with his work of compassion in the lives of others. The world around us is full of people just like us who need to hear the good news words of Jesus that he loves us find our words to match our actions when we do so. And I believe that the good news for us today is that God in Jesus has broken into our world just as he said he would. When he stood in the temple in Luke and proclaimed on the very first day the words of the prophet, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free. And when we have those little doubts and say, oh Jesus, that person I know couldn't possibly use me, we hear another promise from scripture. I assure you, Jesus says, believe in me, 
And not only will you do the works that I do, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, you will do even greater works. So never forget that you belong to God. God who alone can turn darkness into light, bring life out of death, change our mourning into dancing, turn our tears to laughter, whose healing touch can and will shape our lives. And remember, the task ahead of us is never as great as the power of Jesus behind us. So make his call to serve him and those around you. Make it so it occupies your hands and your time and your heart. Amen.